Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loya, your host. If you listen to this program for any length of time, especially recently, you will recall hearing a promotion on our program for our annual Prairie Fest at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church, the home here of Light of the East. Now, this event, yes, it is a parish event, it is a fundraiser, but it is more than that. In fact, it is an example of something that I think is very important, very relevant very urgent for all Eastern Catholic parishes, and I'll include the Orthodox as well, Eastern Christian parishes, but more specifically Eastern Catholic parishes in America today. And that significant thing that I'm talking about is how we evangelize, how we remain or become vibrant especially in terms of our parishes. Now, we can talk about monasteries or other ministries and so on, but we're going to talk mostly about parishes today. What makes a lively, dynamic Eastern Catholic parish? How to get to that point? How to preserve that? How to perpetuate it? What does it mean? This is very significant because the Eastern churches in America are sometimes seen by their churches of origin, meaning in Europe or the Middle East, they're sometimes seen as a diaspora. Now, you can make a case for that, but a lot of the Eastern Catholic churches, ours included, don't like to see ourselves as a diaspora. We certainly know what our connections are to our past and to our original homelands, such as Slovakia, Ukraine, and so on. But we also see ourselves as our own churches here in America, trying to make it here in America, trying to make a difference, trying to confront this culture, trying to evangelize, trying to bring the gospel to this culture in our particular way. It's not just the gospel, although that's enough, of course, but it's to do it in our particular way. Because the particular ways that the gospel is presented are essential, especially when it comes to both lungs of the church. It is essential for the Latin Rite Church, the Western Lung of the Church, to be the best version of itself, 
to evangelize and to bring the gospel to this culture in the way that is according to their gifts, the gifts of the West. But there's a way that the East brings the gospel that is unique to the East and which is also essential, even here in America, a Western culture. So we have to look at how the Eastern Catholic churches, how they indigenously evangelize. In other words, how they use their particular gifts to have dynamic parishes as well as other kinds of ministries. But today, as I mentioned, just we're going to talk just about the parishes. Now, I can point to certain experiences that I've had personally here and with, together with my parishioners at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church. If you go on our website, byzantinecatholic.com, you can read some of our history and view some of the imagery, which will help to explain what I'm talking about today. Let's start from the very fundamental standpoint. There are three things that are essential for any parish to be lively, dynamic, and to evangelize. A sense of mission, a vision, and a plan. Mission, vision, and plan. In other words, we have to understand what we're about, why we exist in the first place. Are we just there for people to go to church, satisfy an obligation on Sunday? Are we just there to make pierogies or ethnic foods for ourselves and maybe a few visitors? What are we there for? Well, we have a mission, a mandate by Jesus Christ. Go forth and baptize all nations. Teach everybody. Make the kingdom of God on earth and do so in the particular way that we do it as an Eastern Catholic Church. There is a mission. We have a mission. That's the first thing. And that mission is a mandate. Two M words there. Mission and mandate, for me, go together. The mandate is from God himself, but also just the nature of it. If you've got good news, you know, that should be, as Pope Francis is always reminding us, a sense of joy. That's his big word. We should be joyful. And what do we know about joy? Joy is not really joy until it is shared. It is shared with others. So what we're really doing is sharing our joy. We're not just performing a task. Well, we have to evangelize. We have to teach people about Jesus. Yeah, we do. But we do so largely by bringing the joy of the gospel. You know, we've got the truth. We've got the ticket. We've got the secret to a happy life here and eternal life. And we have to believe that and feel that. And from that then comes the vision. How do you envision your church to be so that it is faithful to the mission? What should it look like? What should it smell like? What should it feel like? What message or charism should it convey? to people beyond ourselves. Sometimes we get too insular in the Eastern Catholic churches. We just think about what's good for so-called our people. But that's not the mission. The mission is, yeah, it includes our people, but it goes well beyond. So we have to have a vision. What would our church look like if it's faithful to the mission? The third part is the plan. How do we go about that? Now, for my particular church, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. It's about 30 miles southwest of downtown Chicago. We developed a sense of mission. We looked at ourselves, and we came up with a vision and then a plan. And that was a very challenging task. It took several years. Essentially, what we did, to make a long, remarkable story short, was we combined together two parishes and two missions. Each parish had a mission we actually combined them all together. We located them all to this new location. To me, it's still new, although it's been over 16 years that we're here. This new location of Homer Glen, Illinois. 
a new growing area of the Chicago area that looks like it had a lot of promise, a beautiful area, semi-rural, a lot of open space. And we relocated here and we built the whole new church complex, church, rectory, and so on, on a 10-acre parcel. But it wasn't just about relocating to a new building in a new place. It was about the renewal of the community, an entirely comprehensive renewal, spiritually, physically, psychologically, in every way. You see, evangelization is about an integrated activity. It's an integrated endeavor. You, you know, like they say in theater, lights, camera, action. Well, you have to have art, architecture, liturgy, hospitality, activity, parish life, prayer, property, everything has to work together. It has to be all part of the vision and part of the plan because they serve the mission. So it works like this. The vision serves the mission, and the plan helps to realize the vision. Okay, The vision serves the mission. The plan helps to realize the vision. Our vision was to relocate and start anew or to renew this Byzantine Catholic Ruthenian community in the Chicago area according to who we are, our particular gifts as an Eastern church. And the place you go for that is our liturgy. I often say to make liturgy the engine that inspires the renewal of a parish or an eparchy or of an entire church or a family or of a person themselves. Let liturgy be the engine that drives a renewal on every level because in liturgy, especially in the Byzantine church, liturgy informs all of life. It gives us the right vision of life. In other words, how do we go forth from liturgy to the outside world? You know, we've touched heaven on earth in our liturgy. How do we go forth from there? We go forth imbued with the vision that we saw and experienced in liturgy through the prayer, the ritual, the icons, the architecture, everything. Conversely, we bring the outside world, we bring our experience of life to the liturgy to transform it, to purify it, to offer it up, to lay it on the altar. So we're looking at liturgy as our starting point and emanating out from there. We know from even the Catholic catechism of the church, it's a great saying in the church, East and West, that Eucharist is the source and summit of our existence. Source and summit. It's everything. So Eucharist gives us not only, yes, the body and blood of Christ, the real presence where we can commune with God himself, but it gives us a vision of life and a vision of church. So it informs life and life informs the Eucharist. Something like the hub of a wheel, things move in and out of there, like all the spokes of a wheel. That's the Eucharist. So it's a Eucharistic vision, liturgical vision that we're going to apply to everything. And the vision, therefore, that we have of church is that, yes, we have a mission, but the way our church should look, and when I say look, I mean figuratively and also physically, on all levels. How should it be? What should its character be? That vision should be intrinsically evangelical. In other words, everything we do, what we are really doing is showing forth, we're presenting who we are, what we believe in, our best selves, our riches, no matter what it is we're doing. So let's go back to the Prairie Fest. The Prairie Fest event is a big, huge event in my parish. We sort of punch above our weight in this event. We put on a show that 
parishes much bigger than us cannot do. And that's a fact. We do it, we stretch, and we do it. We put on a great event for three days. Yes, we hope to make money at it. It's a fundraiser. But the reason we do it at the same time, the reason we put out so much work and effort for this and reach far beyond ourselves is to evangelize, to present ourselves. It's like an open house. We kind of throw our doors open, the doors of our property, the door, literally the doors of our church. We give tours and so on. So the Prairie Fest becomes not just a fundraiser, but a means of evangelization. We're going to talk more about this when we return. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. In Homer Glen, Illinois, lies an award-winning 10-acre restored prairie which surrounds Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church. The prairie brings peace and tranquility to the surrounding neighborhood and where the children can play, find nature, and experience the meaning of serenity just beyond their backyard. We celebrate the prairie with all the things it brings, Friday through Saturday, August 12th through the 14th. I'm Father Thomas Loya, and I'm inviting you to the best-ever Prairie Fest. During these three days, you can enjoy great bands like Sixteen Candles, Infinity, Nick Lynch, and Polka with Polka Generations. Also at Prairie Fest, see the Brazilian dancers, the Elite Dance Academy, and the Polish Highland dancers. There will be ethnic and festival food with a beer garden, raffles, children's games, prairie and church tours, plus a grand cash raffle with over $12,000 in total prizes. You can even learn how to paint a picture of the prairie from master artist Father Thomas Lawyer while sipping some wine in the Wine Art Studio. Prairie Fest! Friday through Saturday, August 12th through the 14th. Prairie Fest at Annunciation Parish, 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Complete details, visit byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. You are listening to the Choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the Sacred Liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. Order online at byzantinecatholic.com. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling, to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road. Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you.
Welcome back to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loyal, your host. We're talking about evangelization, Eastern Catholic style in America. Mission, vision, and a plan. And everything has to be evangelical. Our vision is inherently evangelical. But we draw our vision from our liturgy. Liturgy is the engine that drives renewal. Now, what does our liturgy tell us? It tells us the one fundamental truth about life, that heaven and earth have met, and that affects the earth. It affects our vision of the earth. And so in the church, in Eastern church, to have a dynamic, vibrant church, it is necessary for Eastern churches to be designed and built and appointed correctly as fully and as closely to our genuine identity as possible, not just any building will do. And I know that there are missions and churches that use different kinds of buildings and storefronts and so on, and I realize that money is always a determining factor, not the ultimate determining factor, or at least it should not be, but it oftentimes, of course, (laughs) is a very strong determining factor of what we can do. But what we should strive to do is to have a church structure, the actual building itself, that looks like, smells like, feels like, in every way is Byzantine to the max. The reason is, is because, and we have to understand Byzantine theology, this is what I mean by letting the liturgy drive our vision. Our liturgy talks about heaven on earth in a very real way. It talks about the spiritual and the physical being combined, separate entities, but the spiritual, the invisible, being made visible or tangible through the physical. So what we experience in a Byzantine church should be making present to us in a very real way, a tangible way, a kinesthetic way, a palpable way, heaven, something beautiful and beyond. So everything needs to be beautiful, and the Eastern churches have a real flair for beauty. We're known for our beauty. And so a building actually has its own evangelical power to itself. And you'll notice this whenever you are using a building that's maybe not completely Byzantine or it's temporary and so on, and you renovate it or you enter into, you take the community you actually find or build a for real Byzantine church. The first thing you'll notice is visitors, more people being drawn to your parish, to your church, precisely because of the way it is made and appointed or decorated. It is made in such a way as to communicate heaven on earth, communicate beauty, communicate who we are, what our spirituality is. And this is attractive to people. The bottom line is the Eastern churches evangelize not so much by going out beyond themselves. That's really the greater strength of the West. That's the genius of the West. They have an incredible ability to be mobile, to be portable, to bring the gospel anywhere, everywhere, to set up shop and to preach the word. That's part of their genius, and they do it very, very well, which is part of the reason why they're so much larger in numbers than the Eastern churches. They have a real genius for that. The Eastern churches do that to an extent, but our real strength is something like, I think of like a, a beautiful queen sitting on her throne, and because of her overpowering beauty and mystery, people are drawn to her. 
Now, I'm not suggesting we sit on our thrones like a bunch of queens that don't want to do anything. (laughs) But my point is, is that the queen is attractive. The queen herself, by her elegance, her dignity, her mystery, her beauty, attracts people to her. And that's the strength of the Eastern churches. Yes, we do go out. Even the queen has to go out and visit her subjects, you know, her people. Yes. But by and large, she sits on her throne and people come to present themselves to her. They come to see the queen. It's similar in the Eastern churches. We evangelize by attracting people to us, by an alluring mystical beauty. At the same time, we do have to move out of ourselves. But it's a little bit different than in the West because we don't have their same kind of gifts. We have different gifts. Now, inside the building of the church that should be done right and beautiful should be good liturgy. What we mean by good liturgy in the church, so what goes on inside that building is important. Good liturgy. What do we mean by good liturgy? Well, again, what does our liturgy say? Heaven on earth. Everything done to the max. So we strive for, first of all, we, always, we already mentioned the iconography, the icon screen. They should be full, floor to ceiling, ideally. And the chant, the chant is such an integral part of our worship, of that sense of mystery, that sense of praying from the heart, personally as a community. So we have to have good cantering, good choirs, you know, harmony. Even if it's a small group, it adds a lot, a trio, a quartet. Many parishes are too small to even have really qualified cantors, quite frankly. I mean, many people try, but let's face it, we want to strive for the best, for what is most beautiful. And some parishes can't put together a choir. It's even a challenge at my own parish, and we've had a famous choir But you can do certain things like add two people together in harmony or three or four, make a little ensemble or quartet. There's always something you can do and strive for. There's different options to try to get truly beautiful singing and encourage congregational singing, but they have to be led by very competent cantors or choral groups or ensembles. The services themselves should be as complete as possible. Now, on a weekend in a parish, parish should at the very least have this cycle of prayer. Saturday evening Vespers. No, not Saturday evening liturgy. I know a lot of parishes do, but we're talking about the ideal here, what really works in our church. Saturday evening Vespers, Sunday morning Matins, it's the morning prayer, and then the Divine Liturgy. So there's a liturgical buildup to the climactic point of the Eucharist, and it goes once again Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then liturgy after the morning prayer. That should be the minimum cycle of prayer on a weekend at a Byzantine church. The layout of the church is also significant because it has a lot to do with the movement of the liturgy. Eastern churches, in fact, all churches east and west, actually did not originally have pews. They had some chairs or benches largely along the perimeter of the church, along the walls for people who needed to take a break or sit down, older people and so on. But by and large, standing is the norm. And it's especially that way in Eastern churches. Now, don't get scared. Yes, we do have pews, for better or for worse. We have pews and chairs for everybody. But it really does take away from the real character and soul of our liturgy. Because a liturgy is very fluid. There's a lot of movement. You need to move around to bow, to do prostrations, to light candles, to visit different icons. When you come into a real Eastern church, you'll notice that the people who really know their way around there, they'll come in and they'll go around the entire church. 
They'll move around throughout the entire church and they'll venerate every single icon. And there's usually candle stands in front of many of the icons and they'll light the candles and venerate the icons, actually kiss them. That kind of movement really pulls you into the mystery of what's happening there, of truly being next to these saints and Christ and the mother of God and the angels, of being truly heaven on earth. So the layout has to be open enough for that movement to happen. There's also processions that happen. During liturgy, there's a couple of processions. So if you have a layout in a church that's wall-to-wall pews, it really truncates, it really shortens the effectiveness of the movement of the liturgy that's indigenous to the liturgy of the Eastern churches. And furthermore, on that note, our church is very tactile. You know, little children love to come into church and with their parents, you know, safely light a candle, kiss an icon, you know, touch things. It's okay. It's a, it's a kinesthetic experience. It's a total experience. That's why God gave us five senses to experience himself. After the liturgy, there should be an agape. There should be a sense of the community gathering for some kind of refreshments and so on. And one of the most important aspects of a parish is a sense of welcome, that people should feel welcome. And the parish, the church itself, when possible, and I think it's more possible than we realize, I think we need to be a little more risky in this regard, keep the church open as often as possible. Annunciation Church, we keep the church open every day, all day. Yes, we lock it late at night, but it's there. It's a ministry in itself because we know we will always have somebody coming there to pray, to venerate the icons, just to see our church. We'll talk more about this in another program, but I want to thank you for listening to today's program. I am Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit byzantinecatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit byzantinecatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.